are Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Saturday, October 23rd. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And if you like what you're hearing today, then please be sure to go and follow the podcast. You can also go and leave me a review if you want to as well. It's all for free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. If you go and follow the show right now, then you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. All right, ladies and gentlemen, happy Saturday, and as always, thank you for making Lockdown Blackhawks your first listen here to start the weekend. And for this special weekend edition of Lockdown Blackhawks today, I'm going to share with you all my recent little interview that I had with Blackhawks 2021 fourth round pick and the current captain of the Mississauga Steelheads of the Ontario Hockey League. That is defenseman Ethan Del Mastro. Hope you all enjoy the conversation and learning a lot more about a future blue liner for the Blackhawks. All right, ladies and gentlemen, joining me now on the Locked On Blackhawks podcast is none other than Chicago Blackhawks 2021 fourth-round pick defenseman Ethan Del Mastro of the Mississauga Steelheads. Ethan, thank you so much for taking the time to join me, man. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? You know, thank you for having me on. Doing well. Just kind of at the rink right now with the Steelheads, um, getting practice going. Well, that's good. I'm doing well. Thank you for asking, man. I'm glad to hear that, you know, the season's back going to normal. I guess we can start there. Um, Obviously, the OHL did not have a season last year. Um, what was the kind of that experience like for you, especially in such a, a big year yourself? You know, how, how tough was that? And what were you kind of doing throughout that time to keep yourself in shape and everything, knowing that it was your draft year? Yeah, and like you said, I mean, huge year coming up. It's your draft year. That means, like, you know, the most to you. It's, it's kind of everything you've been working towards. So um, kind of was just gearing up like it was going to be a normal season. Like, they kind of – gave us the input that, that the season was going to start maybe a couple months later, but the, they kind of were giving us that, that, that the mindset that it was going to, going to happen. So, you know, you're getting prepared and kind of getting ready. And then um, that time comes around and they haven't really set any guidelines or, or what's going to go on. And then, then you find out it's being pushed back and then you're kind of like, what's going on? Like, like, is, is this really going to happen or, or what's going to happen? And you don't really know. And then you're kind of just training and, um, it kind of gets in your head a little bit. Like, am I going to be able to play for my draft here? Am I going to be able to showcase myself? So obviously that's tough. And, and, you know, you have to go about that and kind of put that in the back of your, back of your mind and kind of just maybe work harder and say, this is time to, to improve myself. So um, kind of over that time, I was just, just staying in gym and, and staying on the ice as much as I could, you know, with, with it being, you know, COVID lockdown, it's kind of hard to find ice at, at certain points or, or, or be in the gym with, with that kind of, um, you know, the lockdown stuff they had, but, um, I think I did my best to kind of stay motivated and, and kind of just keep pushing forward and, and looking at it as a positive that I could kind of work on my skill set on, on the, you know, on the ice and then just get stronger in the gym. So um, it was obviously tough. And then, and then you find out later on, it just keeps getting pushed back and back. And it's, it's kind of, you don't really know what's going on and your people are kind of looking at uh, going over to Europe. You're seeing a couple, a couple kids your age going over to Europe and, and playing. So you're kind of looking at that. Like, should I do that? Is that, is that beneficial for me? And um, eventually the season obviously got canceled, but, uh, luckily, you know, I think we're going to talk about probably later, but like had that U18 tournament and that kind of 
saved me a little bit being able to kind of showcase myself um, before the draft. So, you know, it's, it was, it was a tough year in, in, in total, but um, I think I kind of made the most of it and, and just worked on myself and kind of became a better player from it. So, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Well, Ethan, one of the bright spots of last year was that 2021 world championship where you played for team Canada's U18 team, you helped them win a gold medal. And as you said, you had a pretty strong tournament yourself. Can you just kind of tell me about how unbelievable that experience was and what, what it kind of felt like to win a gold medal for your country? Yeah. I mean, like, like you said, anytime you can, you know, wear, wear the maple leaf on your chest for, for any, any tournament, it's pretty amazing. So unreal feeling. And then, you know, being able to be selected for that and, in such a critical time when, when it was my draft year and I didn't really have any chance to play what was, was super special. And I knew that it was kind of my one opportunity to, to kind of showcase myself and show the NHL scouts what I had and um, going out there, obviously it's a little bit nervous. You haven't played in so long and, and, you know, you're going out with her with like Europeans and, and different players around North America that have all been playing during this like kind of COVID lockdown. So you kind of don't know what's going to happen. You want to see how your team's going to look with all the other OHL players, but um, you know, we came over there and I think our team kind of just bonded really quick and, um, you know, we had a lot of great talent with a lot of young, you know, superstars and, and just guys that went really high in the draft from that year. So, um, you know, we just kind of really bonded well. And I think we worked well together. And anytime you can go there and, and win a gold medal, it's an unreal feeling, you know, with being in Dallas or the lockdown, like there, there's just kind of over. So the fans were back in the building. So there was, it was kind of exciting to have fans for, for, uh, for once in a while. And, um, you know, it was, it was a pretty special experience and kind of taking that back to my family and, and having them being able to watch like on TV is, is you know, super special moment. Yeah, that's awesome. And it seemed like you basically checked off all the boxes that you needed to accomplish over there in that tournament. And then you wind up getting taken in the fourth round by the Chicago Blackhawks. And in this year's draft, I don't know if you paid too much attention to this, but they made it uh, pretty evident that they wanted to go get some bigger defensemen. They kind of have lacked that in the system for the past couple of years. A lot of skill guys with smaller frames that we didn't have a lot of big bodies in the pipelines. And certainly you can provide a little bit of that six foot four over 200 pounds and you were born in 2003, which is probably going to make my listeners out there feel a lot older. Um, but, but you're a big boy, uh, 18 years old, already got some good size to you. Uh, I wanted to ask though, has that, have you always been like among the biggest of your age group or were you kind of a, one of those late bloomer stories that we hear about sometimes? Yeah, I think I've always kind of been one of the bigger guys in the ice and, um, every time just kind of kept growing and, and growing. And then eventually, you know, we're here now and I'm, I'm one of the bigger guys in the ice, but I think, you know, like you said, um, coming into, into that kind of organization, I know they, they wanted to see some size and, and just like seeing how the last kind of NHL playoffs went, you see some of the decors that, that some of the winning teams are Definitely. having with that kind of big body um, um, hard to play against. So I think that's kind of why they, they looked at me and why they liked me. So obviously you just want to bring that to the camp and stuff like that. And for our listeners out there, uh, aside from, your physicality, which seems fairly obvious with your size, what would you say are kind of the best parts of your game right now? And then what have you been trying to work on recently as well? Yeah, I think probably one of the best things, just my hockey IQ, you know, my ability to kind of think the game, it, it kind of allows me to, you know, be that, that strong defender, be able to think the, the, the game that well and, and kind of see what offensive plays are coming down on me and read the play well to kind of shut them down and kind of make those big hits and, and be physical. But um, you know, I'm, I got that ability to kind of think the game well offensively and kind of make passes out of my zone and jump up and just kind of do those sort of th- uh, sort of things. And, um, you know, the one thing I'm just kind of trying to work on, obviously, is just being able to kind of make hard pay- plays like all the time, you know, going to camp, um, you see how hard, hard some of the older guys pass it and how hard they are to play against. So I think just, you know, continue to raise that in my game is, is something that's super important. 
Once again, ladies and gentlemen, we have Ethan Del Mastro, defenseman from the Blackhawks 2021 draft class here on the Locked On Blackhawks podcast. Uh, Ethan, let's talk about that training camp for you a little bit. Um, how do you think that went for you personally being your first professional training camp? And also, was that your first time ever in Chicago? Uh, not my first time. I, I went when I was younger, but um, when I was younger, I wasn't really paying attention as much to kind of the city and, and more just kind of, I think I went for a hockey tournament. So I was just playing hockey and uh, didn't really realize what was really going on or how for young sure. I was. So, but um, you know, obviously a great, a great camp, a great experience. So going out there and kind of meeting all the people for the first time, it's a little bit, uh, you know, crazy and you know, a lot to take in like with the facilities and everything like that. But I think overall, just an amazing experience kind of meeting all the people and, and kind of building those relationships that, uh, you know, you need for, for moving on in your career and just kind of meeting some of the players and kind of seeing how good they are and, and kind of be able to watch their skill set up close. It's, it's pretty crazy and kind of taking that back to my junior team and, and using that here. For sure. You have anything, uh, you have anything good to eat in Chicago, any food places that you got to try or anyone recommended at all? Yeah. I mean, it, it, there's some, there's some good places like we were kind of just going around we didn't really, um, take too many recommendations and just kind of went down and try to try as much as we could. We obviously had deep dish there and it's, it's pretty oh, yeah. amazing. So, um, but yeah, just a lot of great food places, you know, the city is great. And it was, it was pretty amazing the atmosphere there. Was there anyone uh, in particular in training camp that you got to meet for the first time and, and got super close with it all? I'm sure there was a bunch of guys, but was there one that kind of stands out in particular? Yeah. I mean, the, I knew the first rounder this year, like Nolan Allen, um, we were on the U18 team uh, together. And so we kind of, Grew our friendship there a little bit. And then when he came over to the camp, we were kind of hanging out most days and, and kind of taking on the city together, kind of first time seeing it. So it was pretty fun. Kind of what, what was it like to be out there on the ice with Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taze and those guys? Were, were you a little shell-shocked at first or was that something you, you just try not to pay too much attention to and focus on your game? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty surreal. You know, growing <laughs> up, you're watching those guys on, on the TV and, you know, you're watching Taze with like the Olympics and World Cup and stuff like that. It's it's unreal kind of seeing those guys and, and you're, you're thinking I'm on the same ice surface as them kind of battling against them. It's, it's pretty crazy when you think about it, but um, yeah, I tried to just put it in the back of my head and just kind of play like they're another, they're another player out there and just kind of focus on myself. Um, obviously you're back to playing games in the OHL this season, by the way, congratulations of being named captain of the Mississauga Steelheads this year. Um, what has that experience been like for you as the captain now? Uh, is that a role that you, you've always kind of, prided yourself on or have you had to change your mindset a little bit in the locker room? Yeah, I think uh, I've always kind of had that leadership um, role, um, you know, coming in, it's, it's, you know, we didn't play last year. So there's a lot of new players kind of coming in and, and first times playing. So I think just me kind of having been played in the league before, I just kind of jumped on that leadership role and kind of took some, some players under my wing and kind of, kind of just helped them as much as I can. So it's kind of always been a part of my game, whether it was minor hockey and, and now, so just kind of always take that on. And what are your kind of expectations for your, yourself this season? And then what else are, are you hoping that the team's able to accomplish now that you're, you're back on the ice playing a full year? Yeah, um, you know, obviously this year, I just want to be able to kind of um, show, showcase myself as much as I can for, for obviously, you know, Chicago and for them, for them to see me and, and kind of like what I have to hopefully sign uh, eventually in the future. And then, um, you know, just to this team, just kind of, I think a lot of people are doubting us because we have a younger team and, and, you know, a lot of younger guys in our roster, but um, I think we have a good squad and, and I'm kind of excited to see how the season goes and, and see, uh, see what we put forth. For sure. How, how awesome is it to, as an Ontario kid, how, how cool is it to play in the OHL? Yeah. I mean, it's pretty, pretty special. I mean, you know, growing up, you, you watch all these older guys and, uh, you know, I'm playing from in the GTHL and I see a lot of these older guys that are playing in the OHL that, that were in my spot in, in minor hockey and then, and then kind of always wanting to go there. So for me to kind of be here, it's, it's kind of, 
you know, you take it for granted that a lot of players want to want them to be here. So it's, it's pretty special. That's awesome, man. I'm, I'm happy for you. Happy you get a season back in action. Um, and also who was kind of your role model growing up in a hockey sense? Yeah, I think just kind of my older brothers, um, they all played and they, you know, they're, they're quite a bit older than me. I had two that were nine and nine, 10 years older than me. So just, um, kind of watching them, uh, when I was growing up and just kind of taking in what, what they, what they were doing with hockey and just kind of using it to my advantage, I think kind of just always being on the rink with older guys and, and battling against them. It kind of helped me in, in my hockey development. All right, Ethan, that's all I got for you today, buddy. Once again, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate you. Best of luck this season. Stay healthy. And I'm sure we'll be seeing a lot of you down in Chicago sometime in the near future. Amazing. Thank you. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, Ethan Del Mastro, Blackhawks 2021 fourth round pick. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that'll do it for my short chat with Blackhawks 2021 fourth round pick Ethan Del Mastro. That wraps up Saturday, October 23rd's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show and be sure to follow the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app and you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, be sure to go and check out the Lockdown Fantasy Hockey podcast as host Scott Cullen leans on his decades of fantasy hockey insight and experience every day to help you be the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available on all platforms, so be sure to check out Lockdown Fantasy Hockey right now wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or my Strictly Blackhawks account, at TalkinHockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. Don't forget that the next episode of Lockdown Blackhawks is Mailbag Monday, so for any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, you can always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can also hit me on one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until Monday's episode, go Hawks. Let's go and take that W on Sunday against the Red Wings. And thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.